Two teams down, one to go. Sabres playoff race continues. Big win in Dallas. We'll recap it here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Sneaky Joe DiBiase here on today's show. Remember, you can always watch our show on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search Locked On Sabres, and you'll find us right there. If you ever want to engage with the show, you can do that either on our YouTube channel or you could do that on our Twitter accounts. I'm at Sneaky Joe Sports on Twitter, and the podcast account is just at Locked On Sabres. We have a playoff race to talk about. On today's show, two teams down, one to go in the race. Of course, there's a lot of season to go, so we'll see if they have to leapfrog some of these teams more than once. We've got a game to preview against the St. Louis Blues and, of course, a thrilling game. Can I go with thrilling against the Dallas Stars? Overtime winner, big goal at the end, um, and... It was just an electric game. So we'll talk about that coming up. And I got my bets of the night when it comes to Sabres and Blues. When I am looking uh, at our YouTube channel, by the way, I love to get connected with our fans. I'm looking at our Timo Meyer episode that we published yesterday as a trade idea uh, for the Sabres. Meyer of the San Jose Sharks. And I didn't really get a lot of a lot of people loving Meyer as an idea for the Sabres. Um Andrew, for instance, as much as I would like it, it costs too much. Uh, I think if you're going after a forward, I think Bo Horvat is a more manageable player to grab. The Canucks want three players, one being a young center and a top prospect. Uh, now, I don't mind that idea. Maybe I'll do an episode. I'll, You know what, Andrew? I'll do an episode on Bo, Hor- Bo Horvat. And only because, d- despite the fact that I think he's still top 10 in goals in the NHL, there's a report out there from Elliot Friedman that the Canucks are not looking for picks and prospects. They are so dumb in thinking they can compete right now that they want young players that can play on their NHL team right now. They want contributors right now. But when you're trading Bo Horvat, what are you getting? Two or three decent players for a great player? That, to me, sounds like the type of trade where, you know, you you hear Casey Middlestat thrown into a lot of trades uh, very often, don't you? Like, that's one where maybe Vancouver's actually looking for that. And that would blow my mind. But maybe they are actually looking for that. So, you know what? I'll poke around the Canucks and uh, read some reporting. And maybe I'll have a show coming up on uh, them when we have a, when we have a day off or something. Which doesn't happen very often. The Sabres are rocking and rolling here. A busy month of January. And they kicked off their road trip with a big... Fat win against the Dallas Stars, three to two in overtime. A huge win by the Sabers. The most difficult game I believe they had in this stretch of seven of nine on the road. Dallas is the top team in the Western Conference. The Sabers have now beaten the number one team in the West on the road in Dallas, and the number one team in the East on the road in Boston. It's a shame. They've lost so many games to bad teams like to the Coyotes and to the Flyers and to Chicago, but here they are beating a great team. They were, I thought, outplayed for much of the game. They were outshot 31-25. to 25. I'll get to my goat head of the night. I think you can guess that it's going to be Craig Anderson. I'll even do that right here. Goat head of the night. 
MVP of the game. Uh, of course, GOAT standing for greatest of all time and the Sabres with the GOAT heads in. You get it. Craig Anderson was incredible in this game. It's amazing he only had 29 saves. He stood on his head in the first period. There was scoring chance after scoring chance after scoring chance. That game could have been 5 nothing after one period, and it was 1-1 instead, in large part because Craig Anderson stood on his head. He has been good all season for the Sabres. That, I thought, was his greatest game of the year. They weren't just... You know, it, it wasn't just in volume. These were these were like diving saves. These were sprawling saves, rebound saves. These were difficult saves that Anderson was making. The one sequence in the first period where he slides across to the right, makes a save with his pad, and he dives back left, and he d- kind of pushes out in front and makes a save with his paddle. Anderson was incredible, a 935 save percentage in this game. And now when you look at the fancy stats for the season, Goals saved above expected per 60 minutes of ice time this year. That, to me, is the the best measurement of how good a goaltender has been on the year. And Craig Anderson is 13th in the National Hockey League. He trails Anders Vasilevsky, who is in 12th. Igor Shesterkin's in 10th. Connor Hellebuck is in 9th. He's above guys like Alex Georgiev and Carter Hart and Matt Murray and Darcy Kemper and, uh, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood. He is... 13th in the NHL in that number this season. Goal saved above expected for 60 minutes. He has been great for the Sabres. And Dallas, he was just showing off in what was his 700th game in the NHL. 700 games in the NHL. That is not the only milestone that we had in this game by Buffalo Sabres. Owen Power. Owen Power scores his first goal of the season. I was starting to wonder if I was going to have to look up how many points uh, what's the most points all time by a Sabre without scoring a goal? By the way, Lee Fogelin in the 1977-78 season is the answer to that question. Uh, for any old-time Sabre fans out there, not trying to make fun of anybody's age here. You know, maybe I should have stopped at old time. But you know what? It was almost 40 years ago. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm good to go with it. Lee Fogelin had zero goals and 23 assists in 1977-78. Owen Power. It's his first NHL goal. Not, oh, excuse me, not first NHL goal. He had two last season. First goal of the season uh, to go with his 16 assists in 43 games played. And he was shooting and taking shot attempts more and more. He had three shots in this game. I believe he had five shot attempts. He hit the post right before he ended up scoring. There, If there's one complaint I have about his game is that he does not have a good shot. And I think he needs to go away in the summer and just practice, practice, practice shooting the puck. Uh, Darlene has gotten better at that over the years. He came into the league without much of a shot. There's no reason Owen Power can't get better at it as well. He's got everything else down. He is smooth as can be in his own end. He has great passes, especially through the neutral zone. He has great control of the puck. He's a good skater. He's good at deking and stick handling. It's just a shot, is it? And it's a nice goal. Tage Thompson, little toe drag, the backhand pass, and Power makes no hesitation about it. That's been the thing about Power in his shooting is there's always been a little bit of hesitation, but not in this moment. Power just lets it rip. He's got 80% of the net to shoot at, and he puts it in the middle of the net uh, for his first goal of the year. Saber players going nuts for him, you know, rubbing the visor at the end of the game. So it was a cool moment to watch all the Sabres players go at it with, uh, with Owen Power in the corner. But great goal, his first goal of the year. Two assists by Tage Thompson, by the way, including that one. I still feel like something is off with Tage Thompson. 
Uh, if we were to go to our explain yourself segment for tonight, that was a late game last night. So I really didn't watch it till about three o'clock in the morning due to my morning duties at WGR. And when I rewatched the game, uh, Thompson, the whole time, I'm thinking there's something off here. Something is not right. The guy is getting thrown to the ground easily. He is falling a lot. He is turning the puck over, not as strong on his stick. And he's not scoring one goal in his last nine games, but two assists on this night and two very nice assists in that. So Thompson putting up a couple of points, but I still feel something is off. Maybe he's dealing with a nagging injury. You'll really know, I think, if that's the case, if he plays in the All-Star game or not. Because guys will miss the All-Star game for any little thing. Uh, So we'll see. Uh, Other milestone, Rasmus Dahlin. He scores on the night. That is, I just had the number written down, and I close it. Dahlin, while I'm looking that up, I can tell you, it is the most goals scored by a Sabres defenseman. 14, his 14th of the year. The most goals scored by a Buffalo Sabres defenseman since... 1997-98, 1997-98, when Alexei Zhitnik, uh scored, I believe that number was 16 in that season. Um, so Dalin is having an incredible year. Of course, goal scoring-wise, he's an example of guys getting better with their shot. 15, by the way, for uh, Zhitnik in uh, 97-98. 15 goals, 30 assists, 45 points. Um, so milestone for Dalin, most goals scored by Sabre defenseman in... Again, that's almost, is that 25 years? Yeah, 25, 26 years. Uh, so it's been a long time. Sabres went 3-2, to two, outshot 31-25. to 25. That's okay. Some great individual efforts by Craig Anderson, Rasmus Dahlin, Tage Thompson, Owen Power, uh, and they get the win. And what the win means is the Sabres have leapfrogged two teams in the standings. They have jumped the Florida Panthers. They have jumped the New York Islanders. And suddenly... The NHL standings are just looking sweeter and sweeter. There the Sabres are, ninth place in the Eastern Conference. Uh, They are three points back of the Pittsburgh Penguins. They have no games in hand. They made up that point that they had on Pittsburgh. Uh, So three points back. Uh, They are uh, tied in the standings in terms of points with 51 with the Florida Panthers and the New York Islanders, both losing on Monday night, uh, both by big scores also. The Islanders to the Leafs and – the Panthers to forgive me for not remembering, but the Panthers lost as well. Uh, 51 points. Sabres have three games in hand over the Panthers and the Islanders. So good news on that front. Pittsburgh will play Tuesday night. They will play against the Florida Panthers. I'm not really sure who to root for in that one. I think we ha- you have to root for the Panthers because the Penguins are above the Sabres in the standings. And wouldn't everyone love to wake up in the morning or go to bed at night and see, oh, one point back. If Sabres can beat the Blues and the Penguins can lose. Then the Sabres could be one point back in the standings. But a big night as the Sabres play and also Pittsburgh and Florida have that matchup. Just as long as that game doesn't go to regulation. Just don't have that game go to regulation. I'd prefer Florida wins in regulation. But if Pittsburgh wins in regulation, to me, that's a better result than Florida winning in overtime. Uh, Florida is dangerous. They are talented. And I am not counting them out despite the fact that they have played three more games than the Sabres and have the same amount of points. Speaking of Sabres and Blues, we will come back. We'll tell you what's going on with Ryan O'Reilly, St. Louis Blues. Uh, spoiler alert, you're not going to see Ryan O'Reilly on Tuesday night. I'll tell you why. And also who we're going to see in goal and what the blues are in the standings, what type of challenge this is. And then our betting preview is ahead as well here on the locked on Sabres podcast. So stay tuned here on the show. And of course, when we go to our betting preview, we will go to our friends at 
FanDuel, super excited to tell you that FanDuel is a new sport, the, the new sports betting partner for Locked On. They are the number one sports book in America. FanDuel, if you are if you are new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. You can take my three bets of the night that I'll have for you later on today's episode of Locked on Sabres. You can put them into a parlay, and you can cash out big if all three legs hit. Uh, so stay tuned again for my betting preview of Sabres and Blues, which we will uh, have for you in just a few minutes. FanDuel, all on the app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans and hockey fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get 100 and $50 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Locked on Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Sabres and Blues scheduled for an 8 o'clock puck drop on Tuesday night. And what the Sabres will see is a team that is not having a very good season. The Blues are... Currently, six points out of a playoff spot. They are uh, sixth from the bottom in the Western Conference, 49 points in 47 games. They have a minus 18 goal differential. This is not a very good team. I think the Sabres are a better team than the St. Louis Blues. If you look at some of their numbers on the year, again, I've mentioned this a couple of times over the past a couple of months and years, as St. Louis has transitioned from that cup team that had Ryan O'Reilly as the captain or as the, the best player and winning the con Smythe, they've gotten younger and younger in terms of who is contributing for them. Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas. Those are their top two goal scorers. Cairo, 24 years old, Thomas, 23 years old. Of course, you'll remember those names from the Ryan O'Reilly trade discussions from way back when Cairo, 45 points in 44 games, Thomas, 43 points in 46 games, Pavel Buchnevich, 38 points in 38 games. He is 27 years old. So you got three guys all in their twenties. Then you start getting to the veterans, Braden Shen, Vladimir Tarasenko, Justin Falk, Brandon Saad, Noel Achari, Ryan O'Reilly. O'Reilly, by the way, not having a good year at all. Now, he is out. I don't really know how much he has been dealing with injuries when he's been playing, but he is out with a broken foot. So he is not going to play in this game against the Sabres. But again, even when he's played 10 goals, 6 assists in 37 games played, that is like a 35-point pace. You know, give or take. Maybe it's closer to fit to 40. But Ryan O'Reilly, 40-point pace. I mean, holy cow. He's 31 years old. I mean, that has gone south quick. And who knows if that's going to remain. I We always wondered about O'Reilly, right? Because he was not a very good skater. Would he last long into his 30s in the league? And that is already going south quick for the St. Louis Blues. Um, but otherwise, you know, a lot of the similar names. I mentioned Tarasenko, Colton Pareko. Still playing big minutes at 23-33 a night. Uh, Nick Letty also hanging around there. So they got a lot of veterans, but it is the kids now or the young guys that are starting to take over the top of the lineup. Their top line, Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, and Brandon Saad. The second line is Braden Shen, Ivan Barbashev, and Vladimir Tarasenko. The third line, Nola Chari, Jake Neighbors, and Logan Brown. And the fourth line, Nathan Walker, Tyler Pitlick, and Alexei Toro Pachenko. Defense pairing. This is where they are, to me, their weakest. 
And in part, it's because the Tory Krug signing by St. Louis has not gone well, and it has really not gone well at all. Krug only 17 points on the season. He is averaging less than 20 minutes a night, despite the big contract that he got. And he has been skating on the third pair for the Blues with Tyler Tucker. Uh, first pair, Nick Letty and Colton Pareko. Second pair, Nico Mikola and Justin Falk. So... Not a great lineup to me, and a bad blue line, uh, I would say, is my takeaway on the St. Louis Blues. And the Sabres in goal. The Sabres we don't know yet. My guess would be Ukapekalukkanen, but again, we don't know because there was no morning skate. The Blues are going to be going with Jordan Bennington in this game. Jordan Bennington, who has started the majority of their games. He is their starter. Now, the Vili Huso left for Detroit. Uh, 36 games started, an 18-15-3 record, so 500. But, honestly, of the two goaltenders between Bennington and Thomas Grice, Grice has been better uh, by a wide margin even. By save percentage, Thomas Grice, a 9-12 on the season. Jordan Bennington, a 8-91. If you look at um, goal saved above expected, like I just did earlier with Craig Anderson, the 65 goalies, Jordan Bennington is at uh, 56th while Thomas Grice is at 36. So not that Grice has been great, but a lot higher uh, in terms of a goal saved above expected. So the Sabres are playing, I think, the lesser of two goaltenders, despite the fact that he is officially their starter. So Bennington, remember the thing about him. The guy is a hothead, a crazy person. And we'll see uh, what, if anything, happens. I mean, every other game, it feels like this guy's getting into something, whether he's slashing dudes or he's yelling at goalies on the other end of the ice, throwing stuff. He is a maniac. So. We'll see what happens, if anything, with Jordan Bennington. I hope the Sabres light him up. It, it could happen. The, the Sabres light him up for six or seven goals, which we know they're capable of. Um, you know, I think that the uh, the Blues are in big trouble. Uh, and it could get it could get fiery very quickly. We'll take a timeout. We'll talk more about this matchup when we come back with my betting preview uh, at FanDuel Sportsbook. So we'll do that when we come back on my three sneaky bets of the night. So stay tuned for that here on the Locked on Savers podcast with Joe DiBiase. We are brought to you by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens. All right. So the thing to know about Athletic Greens, there's a couple of different ways to incorporate this this whole food source, superfood, probiotic, adaptogen, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals into your diet. You could do it with one delicious scoop of AG1, create a shake. It's really good. It's super easy to make crushed ice. That's what I do. I just use my little blender bottle and it's super easy and it is delicious. Or I also more times than not, sometimes I'll do the shake. I'll also do the drops. You take one drop, you put it in your water. You don't even notice it's there and you're getting all those healthy adaptogens, vitamins, and minerals. Uh, the importance of a multivitamin, it, you really notice it after using AG1. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you could do every single day to take great care of yourself. Your subscription comes with a year supply of vitamin D, uh, which is so important to add in these winter months when we don't get a lot of sunlight. Uh, It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your coffee habit. It's cheaper than getting all those different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. AG1 over 7,000 five-star reviews recommend, recommended by professional athletes, trusted by league health, lead health experts as well. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. You get five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network 
Again, there's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. All right, time for our betting preview for tonight's game between the Buffalo Sabres and the St. Louis Blues as we share our odds at our partners over at FanDuel on the uh, on the stream or on the show if you're watching on our YouTube channel. And if you look here, the Sabres are a very slight underdog. Now, a couple of reasons why I think for this. One, they're on the road. Of course, it's always a factor. Two, they are playing the second of a back-to-back. I still think the Sabres are a better team in this game, but a slight underdog in the money line at plus 114. Again, if you're new to betting or you're new to betting lines, you don't have to be betting, but just watching the lines and the spreads, um, that would be you would bet $100 on the Sabres and you would make 114. Uh, the Blues at minus 137, if you bet 100 or you would have to bet 137 to win 100. Everything going in uh, in direct relation to 100. Uh, the spread in this game at the puck line, the Sabres are plus a goal and a half at minus 215. That is, that is not a lot of bank for your buck. You're only you're betting uh, two, 215 to win 100. The Blues are minus a goal and a half at plus 175. My first sneaky bet of the night, the the under. Under six and a half goals at plus 114. Ukapeka my guest to be tonight's goaltender. He has been very good. I mentioned Anderson earlier, 13th in the NHL goal saved above expected. Lukanen out of 65 goaltenders is 22nd. Uh, the Sabres also have done a much better job in the last few games at preventing goals, at uh, limiting ch- scoring chances. Um, and of course, they are getting a lot of help from their netminders, which is good. But that's two games in a row they've won, only allowing two goals, um, two of the last three, excuse me, uh, two goals, then three against the Ducks, and then two against the Stars. And the under has been cashing a little bit more often. It cashed against the Panthers last Monday, cashed against the Islanders on Thursday, and it cashed against the Stars last night. So I am on the under for this game. A lot of the money is going towards the over. Another reason why I like to fade the, fade the public in this situation, and I'm going to go with the under. Uh, my second sneaky bet of the night, Victor Olofsson at plus 235 to score a goal. Anytime goal score, Victor Olofsson plus 235. Um, that is, by the way, seventh among the odds in this game to score. Tage Thompson, the favorite, then Skinner, Pavel Buchnevich, Jordan Cairo, Alex Tuck, Vladimir Tarasenko, and then Victor Olofsson at plus 235. Victor Olofsson has scored goals in four games in a row. He has five goals in that stretch. Olofsson has the third most goals in the NHL in the month of January. Only David Pasternak and Jack Hughes have more goals than Victor Olofsson. He has nine in the month of January. And I do not believe the odds are yet reflecting the the, the torrid pace that he is on. Plus 235 to score a goal in this game. I'm going with Olofsson. He's getting more power play time, just a little bit more, but he is getting more. A couple of shifts here and there with Thompson and Skinner that happened last night. So, Olsen shooting the puck well. He's getting to prime scoring opportunities. And the line he is on is now producing consistently at five on five. In the month of January, the Casey Middlestat, Tyson Joe's Victor Olsen line leads the Buffalo Sabres in goals, uh, ex- expected goals for, and they are last on the team in goal saved. Uh, oh, I'm screwing up the stat here. In, excuse me, in goals against. So, 
Essentially, they're expected to score the most goals and they're expected to per- to allow the least. That's what I mean. So advanced numbers are loving that line. They're playing great at five on five. Olsen is putting the puck in the back of the net. We know he's got a great shot. Uh, so a great uh, little stretch here by Olsen and I am going to bet him at plus 235. And then finally, how about another goalie prop? It didn't cash last night. Uh, we didn't get the over on saves by Jake Ottinger. He had a really st- tough game in Dallas. I'm going Jordan, Jordan Bennington over 27 and a half saves. I think the Sabres will get to 30 in this game, as they often do. I think Bennington will, could allow three or four and still think this, the, the over is going to hit. So I'm going back to the well. I'm going to stick with the process. I know it didn't cash last night, but I'm going over 27 and a half saves by Jordan Bennington. So my three sneaky bets of the night, under six and a half goals as for the total. Victor Olsen, plus 235 as an anytime goal scorer. And then a goalie prop, Jordan Bennington, over 27 and a half saves. And that is going to do it for us here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. So I appreciate everybody tuning in. Again, if you want to get involved in the show, drop a comment in the YouTube channel or tweet us at Locked on Sabres or at Sneaky Joe Sports. Enjoy Sabres and Blues, and we will talk to you about it tomorrow here on the Locked on Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase.